Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Jibber Jabber. I'm Anne-Marie and he's Chris. The week that was has been and gone. Can you believe it? It's been and gone. So buckle in as we take a conversational rollercoaster ride into our favourite two days out of the seven, the weekend. Now let's get on with the show. How has your week been? Oh my goodness me. It oh, has been go. a very long week. <laughs> has it? Do tell, do tell. It has. Well, it started off, we went we went and did two nights glamping as a family, Ooh. which was lovely, um, very nice. And then we came home with a sickness bug. That was beautiful. Lovely, just what you want. <laughs> Yeah, that was beautiful. We've had a trip to the vets. And then we rounded the week off lovely with a stroll on the beach. So that was nice. That I mean and the trip to the vets, was that a social occasion or or was that like was that another outing or what, what happened there? What was going on? Well, we thought we thought the cat had a urine infection. Turns out she doesn't. Just a little bit stressed. We're Just good. a bit a little bit stressed. A little bit stressed. If you want to know what stress is. She's what, much what better stress now, is. might I add. She's much better now. <laughs> Have a look at the vet bills. That will make you stressed. That did make me stress. Did it make how and and the trip that how did that go? Is that good? That your glamping was it as glamorous as it sounds? It was lovely. It mm. was lovely. Yep, yeah, it was lovely. Minus the sickness bug. Minus the sickness bug. Let's take that out of the equation. Let's take that out of the equation. Let's ignore that. Mine's been all right. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been, Chris? I uh, it's been all right. It's been all right. I've um, I decided I was going to sage the house. So for anyone who doesn't know, you can buy these sage sticks. You light them for something like thirty seconds. You blow out the flame, and then you sort of sage smudging is what it's called, and it's meant to get rid of bad energy in the house. Um, so I did this, um, and you're meant to encourage the smoke to like rise, and you've got to say stuff while you're doing it. Okay, so things like, for example, this is what I was chanting around the house. Things like um. Cleanse the space, remove the past, fill the place with joy and love. That's one of the things you can say. The other one was negative negative energy may not stay. I release it and send it on its way. Uh, So I was running around the house doing this, um, chanting these things. And and I kind of feel like, you know, the energy has lifted. However, the entire house now smells like a bonfire. Wow. Which I wasn't expecting because nobody warned me about that when I was watching stuff about it. They all said, oh, and, and the reviews, they were all like, oh, it smells really lovely. And it does. I bet you've got lots of people coming to visit you at the moment then, hey? Oh, let's just say a lot of stuff. Let's just, Not necessarily coming to visit me, but let's just say maybe some unexpected guests turned up in... Um, in my inbox uh we could say that i don't know if i really want to go into any more of that but uh maybe that's a different story for a different show sounds very exciting but well i don't know if it's really exciting now have i got to spill the beans have i what i will say how much can i say let's just say um an ex that i thought 
was banished returned oh yeah um so mm, been a bit of a roller coaster a little bit of a roller coaster ride this week very very uh let's just say very unexpected very bizarre and um yeah just really unexpected and i think that's all i'm probably allowed to say at this point so that was the week that was moving on so, do you know what an iridologist is? I don't know what one is, but... Um, well, I didn't even know they existed, you know? I'll be honest with you, until I was scrolling through social media, as you do. Do you do that? Yeah, do you have a habit of doing that? And then you find little snippets and you think, oh, I'm going to have a look at the comments. So I looked at the comments and there was an iridologist on there that was answering people's questions so i thought i've got to google gotta bring this up so i googled so an iridologist Hmm. uses the blood vessels in the whites of the eyes as a way to discover environmental and food allergies and sensitivities they try to determine the nature of the allergy or sensitivity by comparing various markers in the iris and then can recommend treatment wow so there you go i didn't even know these people existed so this is this is actually a job and they they there are many of these people i'm assuming i didn't know this is this this is not an optician though no it's not an optician it's an iridology iridologist um, it's not a method of treatment, but a diagnostic tool. Its practitioners often study other branches of alternative medicine. Oh. Such as... Witchcraft. No, I'm joking. Well, no, I... <laughs> Naturopathy? I don't know how to say that Oh, word. okay. Now I'm showing myself up. So you discovered this purely from the comments? Yeah, purely from the comments. Because that that is one of my favourite things to do. Sometimes I bypass whatever the article is or whatever you were looking at and then I just kind of go straight to the comments because I'm like, the comments section is the best section, do you not think? So I can tell you what the article was. It was Mm. a lady that had posted a very close-up photo of an eye of her child because she was... Asking everybody what they thought her child's eye colour was because she couldn't work it out for herself because there were a lot of flecks of colour through it. Okay. Um, and yeah, the iridologist the imp- um, spoke up and actually gave a full-on account of why there were so many flecks of colour going through the eye and what the per- what the child's personality was like and what um allergies they had and then of course then of course it uh it tempted other people to uh, put photos of of eyes of of their own eyes and eyes of their children and siblings or whatever to see if if they if this person would comment on on their eyes as well that is incredible that they know about their personality just from their eye. Yeah. That is insane. I've got like a blue yeah. ring around my eyes, which is not that rare, 
but I have a blue ring around them. My bright eyes are brown, but I have a blue ring around it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's not that rare though. I think like 30 or 40% of people have that. So my eyes change colour. <laughs> oh, we, we discussed this before, your mood eyes. Yes, my mood eyes. So if I'm drunk or if I'm in a very angry mood, my eyes go bright green. Hmm. Otherwise, they are normally a sort of bluey green colour. Sometimes if I'm in a mood, they just go jet black. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note. Have you seen, um, now it's everywhere, that there is a Polish girl called Julia who has come forward and and she said that she thinks that she may be Madeleine McCann. What are our thoughts on this? Um, my thoughts on this are basically to put anything to bed, be what it Mm. is. I think she needs to do a DNA test. She is either obviously very confused or very certain Mm. that her childhood is not as it should have been. Yeah. Um and I know for a fact she said certain things like uh she has um very small memories from when she was very very young of going on holiday but don't, yeah. doesn't remember her own parents being there. Um and I think mm. it's very bizarre that her mum I believe is refusing to do a DNA test. Absolutely. So the, the, um, this girl, all she wants is a DNA test. She doesn't want anything, anything else. That's all she wants. It's all she's yeah. asking for. But yeah, it is very, it's her family that has brought her up in Poland, as they claim, um, are refusing to give her a DNA test, despite yeah. saying that she's a liar and that she's delusional and all these different things that they're saying about her. But yeah. if she is those things, then surely the quickest way to prove that is by just giving her this DNA test. A DNA test. And then if needed, getting her all the she's requesting. needed as well. But if I it was my think... child, if it was my child and they had any doubt, the first thing I would do is get mm. the DNA test done because then it might prompt them to get help. Of course. That, that would be... Yeah the easiest way to resolve all of this wouldn't it yeah but i think regardless of whether she and she as well hasn't said she is she has said she thinks she may be which is very yeah. different because she's had a barrage a barrage a barrage of abuse from um people on instagram saying some really vile things to her and sending her vile messages but she hasn't said she actually is she says she thinks she may be and that's, that's a very different thing to say And she is a young girl. And I do think regardless of whether she is or isn't, something very bad has happened to her. And people should really be helping her. That's what I think. Yes. Um, And she has got, I I think she's called Freya or um, she's got, she has got somebody working and and that person's team is working with her. Um, So she has got somebody, but I don't believe that person is in the same country as her. And I'm not sure. Um, how many people okay. she actually has around her. <clears throat> but it is... Um... I do believe, though, I'm sure I have read somewhere, and please forgive me if I am incorrect mm. on this one, I do believe that the McCanns themselves have said that they would 
be willing to give DNA. Yeah. I she has um Julia has posted on her Instagram that she that the, the McCanns have agreed to a DNA test and yeah. I believe that has either been done or is getting done but I think the results are going to be um a few weeks but um I mean if she is Madeleine McCann that is just it would it, it's such a it's what been 15 years 2007 so is that that's like 15 no 16 years coming up right yeah yeah so i mean that that would be the story of all stories wouldn't it it would be however um i don't think that would be an easy situation for her to just slot into i think that's well, going to take time and work and i think the best thing that they could all do if she yeah. is to be madeline mccann is <clears throat> move away from the limelight well you'd have to wouldn't you i think i think this is yeah. i mean because it's such a a bizarre a bizarre thing like i you know you're a mother but one yeah. of my thoughts was that she, if she is who she thinks she may be, despite being, you know, they've got the same, same DNA and they are technically family, mm-hmm. she is not the person that she would have been had this not happened. No. Therefore, you know, are Kate and Jerry going to be able to relate to her in any way now? Because... Yeah. In in the ideal world, you'd go, yeah, of course I can. But she is potentially the only connection there now is DNA. Yeah, like I said, it. I don't think it's something that would, it's not a relationship that's going to work overnight. It's going to take a lot of work and a lot of time. And even then, you know, they might not be the people that she thinks they are. And she might not yeah. be the person that they think she is either. So you know, I think for their sakes, if it turns out that she is to be Madeleine McCann, I think the best thing they can do, like I said, is to get away from the limelight. Yeah, absolutely. And I really, like I said, I, I go back to the the fact that she is a very young girl and I th- hope, regardless of outcome, she does get the help that she deserves. Um, 100%. And I really hope people are respectful to her as well, because I yeah. think this is really highlighted. There are some very, very cruel people out there. And we have to just point out as well that mental health is a very serious thing. You know, it's yeah. not something that can be taken lighthearted, is it? Uh, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, we 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 talk about it, you know, if you could be anything in the world, be kind. Yeah. This, is, this is a prime example of that. So if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it. Just don't say anything at all. Just move on. 100%. Did you realise after 50 long years, Lilt is being scrapped? Right, so the the thing right with this, this Lilt thing, I had to, I had to go to the comments on this because when you sent it to me, I couldn't remember what Lilt tasted like i can't even think the last time well i had to refresh my memory haha um so i had to read the comments and hope that somebody was saying what the flavor of lilt was and then i was like oh i remember it because it was quite tropical 
And of course, 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 uh, of course, of course it was because the whole ad campaign was about it being like island living, wasn't it? It was all about, I think the tagline was seriously easygoing. Yeah. And then I had to refresh memory. I wasn't like, I'm not a massive fan of fizzy drinks, but I'm taking it by your outrage that I couldn't remember what it tasted like. You loved a bit of lilt. Well, little story for you. Let me just let you into my um, into my teenage years a little bit. Mm. While I was in secondary school, um, at lunchtimes when you went to the canteen to get your meal, they would always have cans of pop at the till. Now, I don't know if this still happens because so much has changed. But when I was in school, they'd always have cans of pop. So I think mm. it would be like Coke... Uh, Sprite, Lilt, it would always be the same cans. And I would have a can of Lilt every day, unless there weren't any cans left, and that would only happen on a very rare occasion. Um, But I would have Lilt every day. Every single day? Yeah. And most... (laughs) I was quite predictable. Most days I would even have a turkey burger, a turkey burger and a little. Oh, I used I to know. love a turkey burger from oh. school and they'd put salad cream on it. Ooh, oh, mayonnaise so good. Turkey oh, burger had it with, with mayonnaise and lettuce. Oh, no, we didn't have lettuce on it. I mean, this was pre-Jamie Oliver, so there was no lettuce on there. Oh. Um, just like a turkey burger. So it was a, pl- a bun with a turkey burger in it and then mayonnaise on top of that. I mean, between the bun, mayonnaise on top or salad of the bun. cream. Sorry, salad cream. Yeah, yeah. Mayonnaise we used to have in ours. You said mayonnaise. Yeah. So I'm, mm. I'm assuming. So could we take from this then that Lilt was your favourite drink? Yeah, way back oh. when. I haven't bought Lilt in a very, very long time. Probably since well, I've been in school. If I'm being evident, honest. Evidently, I don't think anyone's buying Lilt because. I think that's probably worse getting scrapped, isn't it? Because um, I don't buy it anymore. Sorry, Lilt. <laughs> you were single-handedly keeping them going for all those years. For me, so I way back, and I don't know if anyone remembers this, but there used to be, and I don't, there, there may still be, I don't know, but my gran used to have a pop man that used to come to the house, and she would get six um, bottles of pop in a variety of flavors, and they all came in glass bottles, so like they were relatively big bottles and one of my favorite um flavors was dandelion and burdock oh it is it is like one of my favorite and even now dandelion and burdock it just takes me right back um the only dandelion and burdock that i actually like though i'll be honest with you are mm. the cans that you can buy in the chip shop oh okay Mm. Well, you see, cause when we used to go, cause again, where my grand used to live, around the corner was this brilliant chip shop and it was run by an Italian family. Um, and they just did like the best fish and chips. But I used to get blue pop from there, like bubblegum bubble pop. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. not the panda in a carton. pops. In a carton? No, 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 no not a panda. In oh, a carton, yeah. okay. It, was, it wasn't, the, I don't think it, it wasn't panda pop. I, do, I, I can't, couldn't tell you what brand it was, but it was in a carton I used to get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was, I don't uh, remember cartons of pop at all, I'll be honest with you, but I do remember the panda pops. I never particularly liked the panda pops. They were far too, I felt they were far too sugary. They were, but that was the great thing about them, wasn't it, when you were a kid? But I, as a kid, I, 
Well, the thing is, my sh- like honestly, like as a kid, my sugar and my sweet intake was really limited. It was only when I went to my grand's that there was no limits on anything. My mother was very strict with stuff like that. We didn't have so in the house when I was growing up at home, we didn't have any like fizzy drinks. We didn't and I was allowed either. sweets once a week. I must admit, we didn't have any fizzy drinks at home unless it was like a special occasion, like Christmas, mm. where they would get a bottle of Coke and a bottle of lemonade. But they were the yeah. only drinks that they'd bring in. Or, um, for example, if we went out, you know, to the chip shop for food, then I might be allowed to pick a bottle of pop. Like a panda pop? Like a panda pop. The... Panda pop. And, and do we think, like, I'm just going to put this out there. <laughs> Because before we slightly move on, do we think that your panda pop obsession was a direct link to your double WKD addiction as a teenager? Oh, could be, you know. Because let's be honest, there's not much between them, is there? It it could be. It could be. No, I wouldn't say the panda pop was an addiction, though. That was just a treat. No, I don't. That, did I call the panda diff- pop an addiction? Yeah, that's a difference. There's a big difference. Addiction. A big difference. Treat. Treat. Okay, and you treated yourself many times as a teenager to them, as I did. I just couldn't look at one. No, now. no, no. It I was the little of the teenager. Is... <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm curious to know how, in your mind, how do you see the months? Like, how do they line up to you? Um. I'm not really sure where you're going with this question, Chris. So I'm going to just right. give my my opinion on how I see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I see winter as being the months of December, January and February. <sighs> no, no, no. What I mean is, how do you see the calendar of the months in your head? So, for example, I see them in rows of three across... So you'd have like January, February, March in boxes across. Okay. And then underneath that, there'd be April, May, June, and then July, August, September, and so on. So that's like four down, three across. That's how I visualize the months. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, that's not how I visualize the months. Like as in how you visualize them in your head. Exactly, yeah. So how do you see them in your head? Like a circle. Ooh, ooh, that's a curveball. Go on, do tell. So, yeah, this is what I was trying to explain, I guess, in a roundabout way. <laughs> in a roundabout yeah. way. <laughs> oh, it's just like pun after pun this evening. <laughs> Oof, somebody had their shreddies this morning. <laughs> or other cereal brands were not sponsored, but willing to be open to it if you'd like to. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I would have to start at the bottom of the circle. So the bottom okay, of what... my circle would start with the winter months. Right. And my winter months go December, January, February. And then my yeah. spring months would be March, April, May. My yeah. summer months would be June, July, August. Um my and, yeah, what were you gonna say 
I was just going to say, and so on, because I just thought I thought yeah, she's yeah, struggling yeah, yeah. there to think about the months. I um, yeah, I was. I was trying to I be. Need more I was sleep. trying to be. <laughs> I was trying to be a good friend and like save you, and I was like, she looks like she's struggling. <sighs> My shredding failed me. But now I've just been a bad friend and just uh, humiliated you in front of everybody. <laughs> I'm not bothered. Not bothered. It's been a long so the- week. <laughs> So this, oh, don't start to me about long weeks. Let's not even go there. Um, I don't know if I'm willing to like, anyway, let's move on. Autumn um, is the so, one I was looking for, just by the, the way. The word autumn. Okay. Yeah. So this then goes on. This prompts me to think, how do you see numbers in your head? So for example, I see one to 10 vertically. No, one to 10 horizontally. And then from one to let me start again. This is contagious. I, I'm blaming you for this mind lapse. What are you so doing? One, I don't know. So one to ten, I see them vertically. No, I don't mean okay. vertically. I see them horizontally. <laughs> one to ten, I see horizontally. And then like, from eleven... No, isn't horizontal straight across? <laughs> no. What is that? Vertical. We need to Google. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Vertical is definitely a column. It's definitely a column. So horizontally is like straight across, right? Um, so that's why I see one to 10. And then 11 to 20, I see vertically. And then 21 to 30 vertically. And this will go up to the point where I get for, to 90 to 99 so once we get into the hundreds i just see like a hundred as a single number 101 etc so how do you see numbers yeah so like that because of the way my children have brought their maths home in Mm. a oh this is catching um in a maths square if you like mm. and that's what they use to work out their times tables well yeah because when i was when i so i saw this on a video and i thought oh that's a really interesting sort of i was curious to know what you thought but apparently it's got something to do the way you see things has something to do with the way that you were taught them and in school when we were learning numbers the numbers from 1 to 10 ran across the top of the board and then all the other numbers were vertical, but they only went up to like 99 and stopped. So okay. maybe this is why I see all the other numbers past 99 as single numbers in my mind. So now that you're saying that, I can remember when I was in primary school mm. at a very young age, the way they used to teach us the uh, the months of the year yeah. was put in a circle see with with the pictures of the seasons and that's why i i think that's why i do it the way i do apparently it's got something to do with that so we i'd be really interested to know if anyone is listening <laughs> how do you see the months of the year or numbers oh. get in touch let us know write a comment on our instagram but i hadn't considered which... that until you said it though yeah that's where i was going this is where i was going with it Okay. I always knew what I was going to say. Right. I, I knew what I was going to say. <laughs> there was method in my madness. Uh, so yeah, get in touch with this. Jibber jabber underscore podcast. Let us know and uh, we'd be very intrigued. Calm down, calm down. 
<laughs> Did you realize that apparently, apparently, and I'm not sure if I believe this, the Mona Lisa has no eyebrows. So I did Google her, but so did you. And <laughs> we came back with very different results. The one I found, she didn't have eyebrows. But the one you found... She did. She had, But she had very well-tamed eyebrows in the one that you found. Well, I don't know. They weren't like by today's standards by any means. And back in them days, I guess they did have razors because men used to shave. Just saying. Yeah, true. Yeah, that is true. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Let's just do a little quick uh let's see if we can find out why she hasn't got eyebrows. Oh, you're gonna Google. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. Because why does the Mona Lisa because I feel like I don't know if this is true, but I feel like I once heard somebody say that she didn't like her eyebrows, or maybe Leonardo da Vinci just didn't know how to paint them. I've got a funny feeling that at some point in history, it was actually fashion for women to not have them. (gasps) You are spot on. So apparently Ah! it was... um, And I haven't Googled, and my hands are right here, no phone. Yeah, no no phone. It was... um, fashion at the time for them to shave them off go me listening go in my you. history lessons so i do apologize um it wasn't that they couldn't paint them it was just fashion Did not it was leonardo them. da vinci as well wasn't it i want to find out now because i feel like if, if that's wrong Yeah, I don't know because it was my art skills are not not so much. Yeah, but check you out knowing that. I know. I'm quite impressed with that. I'm like seriously super impressed with that. So there we go. We solved it. She actually doesn't have any eyebrows, and the reason why is because it just wasn't fashion at that point. Now, one of my favourite parts of the show is this bit, which is, would you rather... So, would... So, you've got, right, two pills in front of you. So, would... (laughs) Would you rather take the red pill? So, what this will do is it will reset your life at six to six years old, but with all the knowledge that you've got today. Or, if you take the blue pill, you'll get £10 million. Well, with all the knowledge that I have today, I can yeah. hand on heart tell you it probably hasn't served me very well. So I'm taking the money and I'm running. I'm taking the blue pill. Yeah, I would completely agree with this. I would take the blue pill as well. Because the thing is, even though some decisions and choices that I've made during my life have not been, have it's turned out they've not been the best, Okay. Mm-hmm. However, through making some really bad decisions, they've actually led me to meeting some really quite incredible people. I so had I have. not, <laughs> well, no, because I still would have, I, up until the point where I went to college, I still would have oh. done all of that. It's so just I that I'm I, not included in that. Thanks. Okay. No problem. No, because at that point I was making really brilliant decisions, evidently. Because you had me. 
because I had, you know, I was I got through my little life drinking my uh, dandelion and burdock, rocked up for college uh, as we've as we, we've established six weeks late, um, and then met you, and I was like, this is brilliant. But no, I, you know, I, I would if I went back in time with all that knowledge, I'd have done everything the same up to that point, but then I wouldn't have gone to uni, like that is a decision I w- would have made, but not going to uni would have meant certain things that happened in my life definitely wouldn't have happened or they certainly wouldn't have happened with those people and even though some of those times were not great do you I've think met some as really well people. that some in some part of that maybe you wouldn't have had the experiences that you have had oh yeah definitely good uh yeah good and bad I wouldn't have had those experiences 100 100% okay so I I kind of categorically know a lot of the stuff that happened wouldn't have happened. But you're taking because, the blue. But I am going to take the blue. I, th- I sort of think, you know, a life happens and you just sort of think, well, you know, if you, if, you, if you treat it as an experience and you take it as a learning lesson, nothing is really bad. But 10 million quid, you just think, well, come on. You yeah. know? Yeah. 10 million. I got through it. I'm fine. Still standing. And then at the end of it, I get a nice 10 million quid. So I'm taking the money. And like you, I'm doing a runner. I have got the ultimate question. If animals could talk, which animal would be the rudest? Oh, without a question of a doubt, a bloody seagull. Seagulls, I... I, I, I'm intimidated by them. So do you know in, in movies, see, especially animation movies, seagulls are portrayed as being really lovely. If you think about like The Little Mermaid, for example, that seagull, I can't remember his name, is it Flander or was that the fish? Whatever the seagull's called in uh, The Little Mermaid. He's this really sort of like happy-go-lucky, chappy kind of guy, really friendly. However, I have seen a video of a seagull eating a rat. Seagulls are not friendly. They are not your friend. They're not kind. I have seen seagulls attack people for their food. (laughs) Seagulls would definitely, definitely be, they would, they would just be the horriblest, the the worst. I do have a little story for you. Go on. So if you happen to enjoy going to the seaside Mm. and Tenby might be one of them hot spots. Yeah. Do not. And I say this with the bestest of intentions. Do not walk through Tenby with a bag of chips. And and tell us why. You might bump into Sam. Sam? It's got a name? Yeah. Sam is the resident seagull down in Tenby. And he's even been caught on YouTube videos stealing chips from passers-by what fascinates me though as well with seagulls because i used to live in a seaside uh place um and what fascinates me is they know the difference and when to swoop for food against a cigarette or coffee yes how do they do that how do they do that i don't know my gran honestly so my gran's well into her 80s and it is not old age that will get her it is she feeds a seagull there's a seagull that comes to her house and she feeds it and i'm like one day we're gonna 
we're going to come down and one day that seagull is going to be sat on that chair and it is going to be squatting in your house and it is going to have probably have killed you that's what it's it's even that seagull has a name as well that the family have called it Stephen 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 Seagull Stephen yeah Stephen the Seagull do you get it like Stephen I do I do do you get it that was my uncle of Tim um yeah honestly I think that I think they're so vicious and she and she loves this seagull she loves him do you know now that you're saying that I don't know if I've got the name wrong for the seagull down in Tembe. It might be Stephen down there, actually. Do you know what? If we've got any listeners out there listening to our podcast (laughs) from Tenby and you are friends with the seagull, the resident seagull that steals chips, please let us know the name. I'm intrigued. The other thing I find really uh, really baffling about it is, well, again, having lived in a seaside town... um, when you got into the the sort of center of it, where there were shops and whatnot, there would be like loads of these seagulls just walking around, and some of them are the same size as a small dog. Now, if you yeah. went to town and saw like half a dozen Shih Tzus, for example, running around, you wouldn't think that was normal. No, no, absolutely not. But if you go into, for example, a town town away mm. from a seaside, it's not the seagulls you need to be worried about. What are we worrying about there? The pigeons. Oh, the pigeons don't bother me. Oh, they hang around in big groups as well. But they, or having said this though, depending on if it's a more, um, yeah, especially in cities, they get very confident and they they sort of waddle in front of you, but they don't bother me. They don't bother me, the seagulls. Okay. But do you, so I've obviously said that. Oh, the, yeah, the the seagulls get on my, oh, they really bother me, but the pigeons, I'm fine with those. It's fine. But the, um, so same question to you. Have you got any animals that you think could be the rudest if they could, what's the question if they could talk? If they could talk, um, let me think. I don't know, really. I, I think we've know. both sort of agreed that seagulls are up there, though. I, yeah, I think so. Because I think they would be. I, There's yeah, no other animal rude. I can think of. I they're think they're rude. really rude, yeah. So I think, there we are. We we both agree that if, if animals could talk, the seagull would be the rudest. Yeah. Now, any... If you could bring back, right, any TV show that's no longer on air from any time, what would you bring back? Oh, do you know what I'd love to go back to? Is that old era when I was a child and you'd get mm. all the Saturday night television. Oh. And then you'd get all the amazing stuff on a Sunday as well. Yeah, you would. Can you remember you? if you go back to a Sunday morning? Yeah. When you were a child, do you remember sitting in front of <laughs> Mork and Mindy? Oh, yes, Mook and Mindy. Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. And then there'd be some really old-fashioned movie-type film on yeah. um, in the afternoon. And then you'd go and have your Sunday dinner, which would be all lovely. And then you'd gear up for Heartbeat. 
Oh yeah, Heartbeat. Such a that was such a sort of whimsical show. And of course, you know, yeah. I, on on a Sunday, I'd always watch the EastEnders Omnibus. I thought you were going to say Songs of Praise then. No, say. always the um, EastEnders Omnibus. Okay. But I'd have already watched all of them throughout the week. Now people would have people used to think that was weird, but of course, we binge watched the same thing over and over again. And over, yeah. So because you would never have recorded something and watched it repeatedly. Obviously, we do that yeah. now. So there, yeah. for me, I think that I had this like wild idea. So I think there are a couple of shows that I'd love to bring back. There was one um, comedy show called 2.4 Children. Uh, and it was basically, oh, do you remember it? Yeah. So it was like a family, but it was a very realistic sort of working class family who were just doing their best to get by. And it was a very realistic view on what parents were like at that time. Um and there's but, one particular episode of that that I that really sticks in my brain. Which one is it? When they were fish sitting. <gasps> that is such a brilliant episode. <laughs> because they weren't fish sitting at all. They thought they were fish sitting. Now this again, we're not sponsored, but this this entire series, I think there's like seven series of them. Um and they're all available on BBC iPlayer. So go and watch them because honestly it is it is such a uh, I don't think you can call a TV show a bop, but it is a bop. Um but yeah, they weren't fish sitting. They were actually pigeon sitting and they shut the lid or the the flap, the trap door so they could get in and out and killed all the pigeons basically. But this wasn't the first time that they'd killed their neighbor's animals. Um, I think they had done it with their dog uh, and some other animals. But I appreciate this show is never going to come back because Gary Olson, I believe the dad was, his real name is the actor. I think he, so, yeah. He, yeah, he died, unfortunately, after the uh, the filming of the last series. So that, I appreciate, is never going to come back. But I had this wild idea, okay? Um, I love the idea of bringing back the set of a show with a completely different uh, show attached to it. So, for example, I'll use this as an example because it's probably one of the most famous uh, apartments in TV history. So imagine the Friends apartment, but with completely different people in it. Um, so the apartment was the absolute star of the show and with no reference to friends, because it's not friends, it's the apartment that we're bringing back. So would it have different furniture or would it be set out the same? Yeah, all different. No, 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 it'll be all different because it's a new show. So new people have moved in. So it's the it's the apartment that sort of acts as the star. So you know how, you know how you see Jennifer Anson in, in different movies and you think, oh, that's okay. Jennifer Anson, Rachel from Friends. Yeah. Because obviously she's an actress. She goes on and does other things. So let the apartment go on and do other things because it's such an iconic apartment. And Monica and Chandler don't live there. They went and bought a house somewhere, didn't they? And Joey went to LA. So yeah. why why couldn't we use it as a different for different people? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? I guess so. So that's, uh, that's what I think. Actually, if... I think we should challenge, I, I challenge all TV production companies out there to bring back a house or a location from a show with a new show within it. That's my challenge to all TV production companies out there. Do it. I think it'll be, Do again, it. I think it'll just be amazing. Hmm. Did you realise it is absolutely 100% impossible to tickle yourself? Well, I suppose like, physically but let me tell you i have tickled myself very much with uh humor information (laughs) (laughs) no not like that um i've tickled myself so the other day i downloaded this app and we have like the the most 
so my brother's not in it because at the time he wasn't born so that's pretty impossible we have this picture right of us so there's me and my two sisters in it and it is i think you've seen this picture it's that painting have you seen it i'm sure you've seen it Mm. of the three of us i'm sure i showed it to you before anyway it's the most i hate it i hate it so much and it's a painting it's not even a photo it's a proper painting hate it so much but i um took a photograph of it and i put it through this app that makes us sing um honestly we i i feel like if i can get clearance from my siblings i will post this because it is beyond hilarious so i feel that yeah maybe physically it's impossible <laughs> to tickle yourself but i have definitely definitely tickled myself with uh with humor so <laughs> <laughs> and humor is always good to have isn't it it's always good to laugh it it saves the day doesn't it it saves the it day is. it does and on that note we've reached our destination that is the end of another show can you believe it? We made it through. We did. Made it through the week. We made it through the show. Now, as always, um, do join us next week when we'll just be talking more randomness. I've been Chris. She's been Anne-Marie. And this has been Jibber Jabber. Jibber Jabber.